praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you again. Thank you for the privilege of this time we'll spend on your word. Father, please, I pray that you give me utterance to speak your word clearly today. And I pray you give us hearing, understanding, so that your word will bring forth fruit in our lives after taking root and germinating, Father, in Jesus' name. Let our lives bring you glory, Father God, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord, beloved. Brother Josh here, we are continuing by God's mercies on what we are where we stopped that last time on the adult stage if you would uh, of Christian growth we had stopped at Galatians 4 verse 1 to 2 and as always please 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 get your Bibles out please don't take my word for it please I didn't say anything. I just copied and pasted what the scriptures said. We were in Galatians 4, verse 1 to 2. We were talking about while we remain babes, while we're still grappling with infanthood we are far from stepping into God's fullness and Galatians 4 verse 1 to 2 says now I say that the heir as long as he is a child as long as is no different from a servant though he be lord of all but is under two thousand governors until the time appointed of the father God has set a time for us to grow in, grow into the head, which is Christ. But as long as we are not cooperating with that process, as long as we are staying babes, as long as we refuse to leave babyhood who stay babies and were like servants which we know that last time is a very dangerous place to be for several reasons Mephibosheth the baby was damaged became lame because he was not grown because when you're a baby, you depend on others to carry you here and there. Because, like we just read in Galatians, when we're babies, we're like servants. And Jesus said in John 8.35, as long as we are servants, 
uh, we are tenants in the kingdom. What is a tenant? They're in the house temporarily. Yeah, 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 they're in the house. They're not out there, but they're in the house. <clears throat> but they have a tenure. They have a space after which they'll be kicked out or they will fall out or they will no longer be in the house. First John 8.35 And the servant are, well let me read 34 Jesus answered them Verily, verily I say unto you Whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin and the servant abided not in the house forever but the son abides ever. Now Obviously, the growth stages that we've looked at, because, you know, we looked at the babes. They're still dealing with carnality and stuff. You know, just if you listen to the previous episodes, you, I don't know, I burn time on that in this episode, but it, it talks about this is where we are, this is where we're going, this is where we ought to be. The growth stages are not a license to sin. John chapter 12 verse 46, Jesus said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. Some of us believe in Christ, but we are abiding in darkness. What fellowship has light with darkness? Oh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But where is your abode? In darkness? How can we claim to be of light and walk in darkness? Hmm. Romans 6, verse 1 to 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin leave any longer daring? It's a contradiction in terms. When God looks at me, he sees the blood. Okay. But I'm walking in sin. He sees the blood. I stay in sin. Oh, he sees the blood. Go back to the previous episodes we read in in the epistle of John he that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he Jesus is righteous not he that receiveth righteousness God is talking about third grade and fourth grade you are telling him you are in pre-k you are in school 
Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. He gave us the righteousness of Christ. Yes, he moved us from being out there and put us in this school with the tutorage of grace to teach us. But it seems some of us don't want to learn, don't want to grow, don't want to move from pre-K to first grade and second grade and, oh well, let me leave that alone. Philippians chapter 3 Philippians chapter 3 verse 15 and 16 You know what let 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 let, let, let me let me start from We could start from 14 I press towards the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ. God says, listen, Josh. I need you to be like my son, Jesus. Obviously not in your own strength, because that's impossible. But he has given us all that we need to be like Christ Jesus. Verse 15. Let me read verse 14 again. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is pressing. Are we pressing or we've camped out in babehood? I press. I press. You can tell when somebody is pressing. You can tell when somebody is pressing. I press. I press. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Verse 16. Nevertheless, nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. I want us to get that. Verse 16, nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, Whereunto, or whereto, I should say, we have already attained, 
Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. What is he saying? To whatever level we have attained, let us walk by that level. Word picture. A baby cannot move. They just lie on their back and cry. Been there, done that. But bless God for life. It's a new baby. Then we learn how to turn on our side, lay on our bellies, and we start to crawl. Now, if I mess this up, forgive me. It's been a while I was physically a baby. But then we learn to crawl. Then after that, we try and get up and stand for a few seconds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Boom. We fall and hit our butt on the floor. Then we try and get up again. And after a while, we get the standing up part. Then those dramatic first few steps. One, two, whoa, whoa, bam, we hit the floor. But we don't stay on the floor. Which baby does that? Who does that? No, they get up. Because there is a time appointed is burning in every baby. Yeah, I know I fell 10 times already, but I need to work. It's there, beloved. Then they get up. And there is a pastor, there's an apostle, there's a prophet, there's a teacher, there's an evangelist. Call your dad, your mom, your brother, your sister. Around that baby. Says, come on, you can do this. Come on, come on, come on. And they hold their hands out. And the prophet and the pastor and the teacher and the evangelist and the prophet. That big sister, that big brother, that dad, that mom of that baby. Saying, come on, come on, I got you. Come on, you can do this. Next thing you know, the baby is walking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next you know, baby is walking a little faster. Next, you know, uh, baby's actually trying to run. <laughs> then the baby is potty trained. Then the baby says, you know what? I want to pee. You know, I need to use the restroom. Boom. There are fewer and fewer accidents. You, 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 you get the drift. It is abnormal however that that baby uh, is now 10 years old is going back to crawling on his belly no he's not handicapped he's not doesn't have physical challenges no he's he crawled 10 years ago but now, because they're asking him in school to stand up, 
and do some activity, physical activity, maybe run a race or whatever, bam, he lays on the floor and says, ga goo goo ga ga. Are you serious? Yeah, he's going to point to his little brother at home that goes ga goo goo ga ga and he's on his belly on the floor. No, 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 no. Bro, you're 10 years old and your brother is six months old. To the level you have attained, walk by that rule. The rule is if you're 10 years old, uh, you can't lay on your belly and say gagugu gaga. No, 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 no. You can't do that. I'm sorry. So for you to quote that for yourself, uh, you, uh, let me say it kindly. Uh, you're in deception. It doesn't apply to you. It applies to your six-month-old brother at home, but it doesn't apply to you. It doesn't. Let me say it the third time. It doesn't apply to you. It applies to your brother. So, this growth stages as we grow. We go from glory to glory. I know this is bad English, but I'm going to say it. Glory, Gloria, Glorious. Don't go glory, Gloria, then go back to glory. Uh, beloved, deliberately toying with sin can be very deadly. Yes, I know. The babes in Christ, the little children, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are issues with sin. God knows that. Again, he knows the process. He knows where we are. Like those kitty rhymes say, accidents happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, somebody's been potty trained and, you know, there's a little something that happened. Little accident, peed, whatever, pooped. Yeah, that's where he's at. But bro, you're 12 years old. That happened to him, he's a year old. You're 12, he's a year. You're 12, he's a year. Uh, so you don't know where the bathroom was or... What's your excuse? You're not sick? You're whole? What's your excuse, Josh? I told you I was preaching to myself. Why are you taking it all personal? <laughs> Chill, relax. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. Chill. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking to me. If it applies to you, you can take it, but I'm not talking about you. See, the Word of God is a buffet. It's, it's so spread out, so wide. I mean, you can take all you want, and it won't touch my ration. Oh, well. Deliberately toying with sin is different from sin being an incidence 
of where we are. You see, some have recovered by the mercy of God when they messed with sin, but some have not. Some have recovered and some have not. Is the mercy of God, which we cannot take for granted. Judges 16, 1 to 3, the Bible shows us that Samson went to a harlot and the Lord still delivered him from the Philistines. Judges chapter 16, verse 1 to 3. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there a harlot and went in unto her. The prophet Samson, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about his cousin. I'm not talking about his nephew. I'm not talking about his brother. I'm not talking about his daddy. I'm talking about Samson, the judge. Mm-hmm. That the spirit came upon, like it came on the prophets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Samson. That one. Yeah. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there and hallowed and went in unto her. Verse 2. And it was told the Gaza, saying, Samson is come hither. And they compassed him in and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city and were quiet all the night, saying, In the morning, when it is day, uh, we shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight and arose at midnight and took the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them upon the shoulder and carried them up to the top of a hill, that is before Hebron. Mm-hmm. The Spirit came on him and he uprooted a city gate. Post, bar, everything. But in verse 4, same Judges 16, in verse 4 and verse 20, we see Samson went again to a strange woman. But this time he did not know when the Lord departed from him. Verse 4. And it came to pass afterwards that he, talking about Samson, loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Verse 20. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. Yeah, I will just, yeah, I'm just going to do this thing real quick and I'll, you know, I'll just tell the Lord to forgive me afterwards. Big deal. He doesn't see that. He sees the blood of Jesus, his son. Hallelujah. Beloved, refusing to grow is tantamount to deliberately refusing the teaching and instruction of God's grace. Remember, remember, remember. Galatians 4 verse 2 says that we are under tutors, teachers, and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Titus shows us our principal teacher, our principal tutor, 
that God puts us under. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 and verse 12. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. No, he's not talking about a different grace. He's talking about the same grace. The same grace that brought us salvation. The same grace by which we are saved. The same grace. The same grace. That grace does many things. Some of us have only focused on a tiny interpretation of that grace. Remember what it says about babes. Let's, let's, let's go back there very quickly. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 13. Uh, let me back up. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 2. We read this before on the podcast on babes. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 2. Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes. Newborn babes. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. A babe can't eat meat, can't eat bones. It's too hard. No, but they can drink milk. And all God wants them to do is to desire the sincere milk of the word. Why? When that sincere milk comes in, it's not the polluted milk. (laughs) No, the sincere milk. The pure milk. Uh, not the milk with additives. No, no, no. Not the one stripped down. Is now two percent fat. No, no. Forget that stuff. No. The whole milk of the world, the sincere milk of the world, is not adulterated. It's not perverted. The sincere milk from the breast of God is pure. The way it is. Not the one that have been processed. And you separate the fat from it and you separate the vitamins from it and you add some so-called nutrients to it. No, 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 no. Forget that nonsense. The sincere milk of the word. That one, mm -hmm, that will make you grow. But Hebrews 5.13 says, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. That's not putting the babes down. No. It's saying at this stage, this is what you can take. But if you take the sincere milk, not the adulterated milk. No. The sincere milk. The pure milk. You will grow. Yeah, if you keep taking that milk, you're going to grow teeth. How did teeth come from the milk? I don't know. If you keep taking that milk, you're going to grow muscles and you'll be strong. How does that come from milk? I don't know. But there's something in the milk that is making the teeth grow in the baby. That is causing the baby to grow taller and stronger and their muscles firmer. Mm Mm-hmm. All from milk. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I thought I had to eat protein meat to get protein in my body. Yeah. When you have teeth, you can do that. <laughs> if you don't have teeth, you can't do that. But how do I get teeth? Well, you have to take milk. Sincere milk. Oh, well, let me leave that alone. But as long as we're taking milk, we cannot handle the word of righteousness. Again, it's not a put down. It's not a put down. We're not trying to, the word of God is not putting babes down. No, it's not. It's just saying that's where we are. And if we can't handle the word of righteousness correctly, we'll get twisted in our understanding of that righteousness. Because God is not only saying that we are the righteousness of Christ, He's not only saying He has bestowed upon us the righteousness of His Son, what is He saying? By the same grace... Titus 2, 11 and 12, for the grace of God that brings salvation, the same grace has appeared to all men, verse 12, teaching us that. So grace is a tutor of babes, of the heir that's like a servant. Grace is a teacher that God has said to teach us. What is, it teach, what is grace teaching us? Verse 12, Denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live soberly. What? Yeah. We should leave, verb. We should leave. Let me say it again. That's a verb. It's not a noun. This is not the righteousness we received. This is the Show me your faith by your works righteousness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Show me that God gave you the righteousness of his son for free by the fruits from that, that is your life. Grace is teaching us, verse 12 of Titus 2, that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, in heaven? No, that's not what it says. Read it again. That's why it says you have your Bible with you. <laughs> that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Not in heaven. That's a given. In this world, we should live how? Soberly. We should live how? Righteously. We should live how? Godly. In this present world. God believes he can be done. That's why he sent his teacher called Grace to teach us. Here's the problem. Grace delivered Christ's righteousness to us by faith. So grace was a delivery man. And we signed for the righteousness of, of we signed for the righteousness of Christ 
that was bestowed upon us, that was given to us by the grace of God, and we took it from that delivery man called grace. After grace delivered that righteousness to us, grace took off his delivery uniform and showed us that he was a teacher in college. And said, listen, bro, sit down. I need to teach you some stuff. I need to teach you to live righteously. I need to teach you to live godly. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, bro. Uh, you're a UPS guy. You're a delivery guy. Grace, I know you delivered Christ's righteousness to me. Uh, you're not a prof. Sorry. Uh, uh, forget that. No, no. I signed for my delivery and I'm gone. Hold on, bro. Yes, I delivered it to you. But I'm also a teacher. I'm a full-time tutor. Full-time. Uh, no, you're a UPS guy. And I have my package, and I'm done with you. Bye. Guys, okay, I know I sound silly. Forgive me. But I hope you get it. Grace delivered Christ's righteousness to us. But God also commissioned that same delivery man as our teacher, as our professor, to teach us. But some of us don't see grace like that. We still see grace in his UPS uniform. Ah, he don't look like no professor to me. No, 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 no. He's just a UPS guy. Really? <sighs> Ephesians 5 verse 6. This is what happens to disobedient children. If you don't want to listen, God says, listen, my tutor is teaching you. No, no, no. Okay. Ephesians 5 or 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things, commit the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. What things? I'm glad you asked. Let's go back to our scripture. Let's read that in context. Ephesians 5. If I, let me start from verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. <laughs> that will mess you up a little bit. God has children and he has dear children. He has different kinds of children. They are all his children. You, oh, oh well, let me not get ahead of myself. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, verse 2, and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for his sweet smelling savor. Verse 3, but fornication and all uncleanliness all covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. The dear children are the saints. The dear children are the saints. The dear children are the saints as becoming saints. Verse 4. 
neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient but rather giving of thanks verse 5 for you know God assumes that we know because he knows we know yeah 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 I know many of us are saying otherwise but God knows that we know because he won't say that we know if he knows we don't know so God knows that we know despite what we are saying for this you know that no whoremonger no unclean person no covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God they are in church but they are a whoremonger no inheritance they are in church we say we are born again and we are unclean persons. It's not about physical uncleanness now. You know, you know what it is. We are covetous. We are born again. I have, I'm righteous of God in Christ Jesus. But we are an idolater. Verse 5 says, zero inheritance. Verse 6, let no man deceive you with vain words, meaning there is deception in the house of God. God doesn't see me. He sees the blood. <sighs> okay. Let me tell you something. He's not short-sighted. He's not long-sighted. He sees perfectly. Even he sees darkness, Baba says, is light to him. A person that can see our heart, a person that can know our thoughts are far off. Oh, wow. So don't tell me he sees the blood. Yeah, he saw the blood. That's how we got saved. Because if he had looked at us, he would have seen our filth. But when we believed in Christ, the blood was applied. But that is not the verb. of the blood the action from that we have received righteousness of God by faith but faith without works is dead verse 6 let no man Ephesians 5 verse 6 let no man deceive you with vain words for because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Look at Luke 16, verse 19 to 25. Luke 16, verse 19 to 25. Oh, my time is gone. Okay. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell the rich man was he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried, verse 24, and said, Father 
Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things. Likewise, Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Verse 24, notice that the rich man called Abraham father. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Notice that Abraham did not deny that he was his father. Verse 25, notice that Abraham called the rich man son. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. The rich man in hell was as much a son of Abraham as the as Lazarus in his bosom. Mm-hmm. They were both his sons. But the rich man had no fruit of love. Oh well. Believers today are in the same position as sons of Abraham and sons of God. Galatians 3 verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. You and I are children of Abraham. Galatians 3 verse 26, 27, and 29. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 27. Then verse 29 says, And if ye are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. So by faith were baptized into Christ. Were, and if we are baptized into Christ, were Abraham's seed. So we are by faith children of Abraham and children of God. By faith in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the rich man in hell did not stop being a son of God. Did not stop being a son of Abraham. Abraham did not deny him. God did not deny that he was his son. So stop. 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 Should I say it? Ah, Lord help me. Please stop that nonsense. I'm still God's son. God cannot deny me. Ah, my time is up. God bless you, beloved.